Welcome to Pockets, a podcast exploring the pockets of movies and life. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jennifer Miller, and I'm joined by my dear friend Fabian Ojeda. Hi, Hi. Fabian. How, How are, are you? I'm good. How was your day? <laughs> my day was good. I got a lot. I got a lot done today. Good. Yeah. Good. Feeling very Christmassy. I got my place decorated. It definitely has put me in. I have not been in the Christmas spirit in like five years, but this year I'm finally in. What well, about you? I just started doing that on a, two days ago, at night, with at night hanging with on thin thin nylon. Oh. At night, <laughs> was did it I mention with bad eyes trying to tie things at night? And it's and it's freezing cold, and I'm just like I can't. And so it's taken me three nights, but oh it's getting there. Are you wearing that. the tinted glasses while you're doing? I did the first perhaps? time. I swear to God, okay. I didn't even realize <laughs> these are yellow. I had on. The brown tinted. Oh my god! Yeah, so dumb. I couldn't figure why out why is it I so dark. See. It's so dark, but it is dark. You know, it was at five o'clock, six yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's but gonna look it's beautiful. Great. You have such a way. It's looking great. I got away. You got away with yourself. We call I, it fagic. Fagic. That's what we well, call you it. You did a little bit of your fagic around yeah, here, I'm which really I appreciated. Yeah. Yes, I am fagical. By the way, the reindeer. I put that fun tree next to the reindeer. Nice. It's better. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. I'm sure everybody's really interested in that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, all right, getting right to it. Staying on, um, staying on time, so we don't waste your time. We like to start our episodes discussing odd or bizarre, and even weird or wonderful headlines that we have discovered from around the world or even from history. And I think, Fabian, you're going to start us off? Yeah, because, you know, I like anything that has to do with sleep. I mean, I have a <laughs> thing about that. Well, this is an interesting uh, article. Chinstrap penguins have a unique sleeping pattern, engaging in over 10,000 micro-sleeps daily. I can almost beat that record. I'm just <laughs> telling you now. Seriously, do you ever do that? That You're just sitting doing something, oh, suddenly yeah. that, yes. your head just pops yes. and you wake up? Yeah. Each lasting about four seconds totaling over 11 hours of sleep per day. Doesn't that sound dreamy? It, <gasps> this finding revealed in a, in a study conducted on King George Island, Antarctica, suggests these brief slumbers are sufficient for some restorative functions of sleep. That's what I've been telling people all this time. Yeah. All this time. It's okay, <laughs> let me sleep. It's, I'm restoring. You should too. <laughs> the study observed 14 penguins for 10 days, noting their fragmented continuous sleep patterns even during the night. The longest recorded nap was 34 seconds. Wow. That's about right. Yeah. Researchers implanted electrodes. This sounds mean, but... You yeah, know, it it's, does. It's science, I, but it's I science. I thought it was a little rough, It's but... science, and they're not... They're, you know, all right, all right. It's okay. Yeah. Researchers implanted electrodes in the penguin's skulls to monitor brain activity, specifically low-wave, slow-wave sleep. I have that, mm. too. Common in birds and humans. The penguins increase their short, slow-wave sleep sessions wow, while caring for that eggs. I know. Thank you. Likely needing more alert alertness during incubation. They were, you know, they needed to figure yeah, out when yeah, the babies makes needed sense. them. That it makes does. sense. Anyway, scientists are now intrigued because of all of this, because they might have a better understanding of sleep, not just with, with these animals, but with yeah, humans, too. That makes sense. And um, we might find out. It's unclear so far, but what the the benefits of microsleep might be for humans as well as for animals. And I'm curious to find out what that is because if they start saying, you know what, microsleep, do it, 
I'll be saying I told you so all along. Wait, wasn't it like Ben Franklin or Albert Einstein? Somebody in... in Rip Van Winkle. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, but one of those did micro-sleeps, like short sleeps through the night. I wish I could remember really? more about that. I guess well, I... there are a lot of very, very famous and very productive people who only do four hours of yeah. sleep, you know, like Martha Stewart and people yeah. who just... I am need, not one of those people. I, I need either. at least eight or nine hours um, to. Otherwise, I'm just tired. Yeah, seven is perfect for me. Now. Seven isn't bad. Used I to be agree. eight. Yeah. Now it's seven. I do love a power nap. Like if I can, if I have like something going on in the evening. Yeah. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I love a ten to fifteen minute nap. Yeah. Because you do wake up and you're not groggy. Yeah. You know, my husband, if he takes a nap, he goes deep, and then yeah. he wakes up confused and angry, yeah, and it's, it's it's rough. I'd say I'm going to take a 10, 15, Dave and I do it all the time, okay. take a 10, 15 minute <laughs> nap, and it's 45 minutes. <laughs> right, and you wake up. And then, off, and one can't eye go to sleep. Is like I can't go to sleep yeah. at night, I'll, be, I'll go to sleep no, at 1.30 or I something, know. so I it's know. tricky. Well, other than imagining the penguins, like, with, like, a cap on their head with electrodes sticking out yeah. um, it does seem fascinating that they were e- able to even monitor it it is amazing what science can do yeah. today um, it is. isn't it kind of weird that we're talking about dreams and sleep and penguins and last week we were talking yeah. about that machine that could record dreams yes. you know it's kind of an interesting I think from here on out it's all going to be dreams it's going to be dreams we're going to call each other Stevie Nicks <laughs> yeah. we're going to call each other Fleetwood Mac you're Christine McVie and I'm st- obviously I'm Stevie Nicks <laughs> What do you got? Um, all right. I have the Saucon Valley School District in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, and the Satanic Temple have come to an agreement. Ooh. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported earlier in 2023, the district had banned the temple from using its facilities at the Valley Middle School to host the after-school Satan Club, whose motto happens to be educating with Satan, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> On November 16th, the district agreed to cover the temple's attorney fees and give the club the same access to facilities as comparable groups. But the school district attorney, Mark Fitzgerald, told reporters in a statement that the district denies having discriminated against the Satanic Temple, its club, or the approximately four students who attended its meetings. You can't make it up, people. He said the district's priorities were education and the safety of students and staff. However, the Satanic Temple noted that they do not run the clubs in districts where there are no Christian-based religious programs. Since the district's Good News Club appears to be defunct this year, the after-school Satan Club will be on hold. See, now that, I have to say, that's that does scream a little bit like they're targeting Christians, For which sure. is not cool For at sure. all. Like everybody, For sure. Everyone's allowed to have their beliefs. For sure. I mean, the, the, the fact that they're only doing it if there yeah, are I mean, the Good News <laughs> yeah. Club, they want to be the Bad News Club. But yes. The only the only thing that I can see and you know just playing literally devil's advocate <laughs> literally is um, I can see where you know youth might be disillusioned by the bullshit that they feel is coming from this good news club and it's yeah. just so it's especially in the world they're in today for yeah. sure it's yeah. hypocritical often I'm not yes. saying all but it can be very hypocritical and very judgmental yes. and they just are just to maybe offer something. To those kids who recognize that and say, you know what, you can come over here 
and you know worship Satan. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Whatever no, but it, it but it does do. kind of speak to that. Yeah, thing. I think you might be on to something. When like I was in be... school, and I don't know about you, but when I was in school, you know, we had that group. It was for us. It was the punks. You know, it was the punk rockers. In the you know they had yeah. the Mohawks, and they did. It was it was what they did, and it right. was the antithesis of they would wear the anarchy right. shirts, or right. they'd have their crosses upside down. It's basically the same thing, and it's for kids who don't fit into that mold of perfect Americana yeah. to have a place to belong. And, and I'm all for that. Yes, I'm all I for agree. It. I, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so I didn't, there wasn't any room for the satanic club. No, at, at, with those, no. You know, those nuns. Hell were, no. Hell no, those nuns weren't having it. <laughs> but, um, but I wow. do think that probably is what's going on here. I, again, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, I see why, but I don't think any group should be, you know, um, targeted and, and, yeah. At all, but I do think that they do have a right to have the same platform as Agreed. anybody else. Agreed, yeah. and and I think that that's where the ACLU. It is fascinating that yeah. they're able to still make arguments for that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, educating with Satan. I mean, who I, is it? A tongue in cheek? I mean, I don't, they, I don't, I mean, they what, can't what, be I'm literal to think there. of what the lesson would be. I mean, what was his message? What what is the message of the fallen angel? You know, he, I mean, he had this hubris and he had this pride that he thought he was better than right i mean is yeah. that the point of well did you so ever watch lucifer with um no was that oh, the tv show yes no. <gasps> tom ellis is lucifer in that show does oh, it make you, you love him you must are you as uh, are you a satan lover now yeah. i have to it say it was tongue-in-cheek right didn't have a lot of total tongue-in-cheek yeah. lucifer is basically um he find himself in la where he's yeah. just is like I'm, I'm done talk about finding home i know right I know. truly he would fit right in. There is a bunch of, uh, yeah, there's That's some darkness funny. there. That's funny. I just read that Angelina Jolie wants to get out of L.A. I saw that. Yeah. It's not a healthy place. Well, I mean, said. considering she grew up there, I mean, she knows more of it than I certainly do. I don't really go down there that much. Don't even get me started on her father. I mean, come on, gross. There's the devil himself, For right? Sure. There's the devil just, incarnate. Yeah, and I really, you know, there was deliverance and, boy, that wonderful scene with him in the woods, but... I did like him in, um, what was the one, Table for Five? Do you remember Table for Five? I do remember. Why don't I remember the details of this? He's the father of the five, or the four kids, and the mom dies or leaves them, Should and they I have to, I can't, that's an oldie, oh that one just that's came from one the recess. we're going to have to rewatch. Yes, we're going to have, have to go back to revisit this one, it for sure. Um, what I need to do is pull, next next time we're going to be a little more prepared, everybody, and I'll have an iPad that we can use to reference yeah. um, this stuff. But yeah, Table for Five, I remember crying I remember a lot. I remember the title of it. I remember it was big it. in the eighties. Yeah, it was in the 80s. on HBO. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it was that in Ordinary People. Oh my God, how many times did I watch right. Ordinary People on cable? It was one of the first movies we watched when we got cable. It Judd Hirsch. And what was the one wrong thing that you did? Remember that it scene killed. in the raincoat? He oh. doesn't even take off the raincoat oh. because he's there to help him. I know. No, the whole thing. No, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, Donald golf S- course. Oh. Mary Tyler oh. Moore on the yes. golf course yes. talking about yes. the pool. Yes. <gasps> Donald Sutherland's face me. throughout the whole oh, time. And his God. love. So good. And Timothy Hutton, I think it is one of his yeah. best roles. That, that yeah. in every single cast. And I, I think, yeah. I don't know if we've covered this. Um, I, forgive me if I am repeating, but I have read that Robert Redford was on the beach in Malibu just hanging out, like you watching did tell the sunset. Me this. Yeah. And he and saw, saw her. her walking by yeah. and was like, it's funny she's going to be in back to ordinary people. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's a we great need, movie. Maybe we Do you need remember the music it. from it? It was the Puckle Bell Cannon. That was the music that repeats over yes. and over again. Yes. And 
we had a, a project at school in our English class. We had to write about a movie and a musical piece. And everybody's doing the music. You know, they're doing Mozart and Chopin. Everybody wrote stories in our English class. Miss Sue Crane was the teacher. Us lesbian. She was oh, so rough. Sue Crane. And I brought in the Pucklebell Canon. She says, I don't know what that is. That's not the assignment. It has to be classical music. She was so hard oh, on me. Gosh. And it was like... You weren't able to prove it to her? I don't know. That's it's terrible, just she babe. Was. And then yeah. another one, we had to talk about a film. Hell of a music And teacher. I picked the French lieutenant's woman, and she thought it was trash. <laughs> she thought it was trash. Were you like 11 at the time? I was. No, but I was like... I was... The French 14, 15. Woman. I love that oh, movie. I love that movie. I mean, I, even then I knew Meryl Streep was going to be the shit. She was hot, hot, hot oh, in that movie. She was amazing. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on Jeremy Irons. Oh, the last scene in Damage. Do you remember in Damage? Do I remember the last the scene? The last scene he's in it Portugal. Takes, it, takes an, it takes very little to remove oneself from the world, remember? Oh, my God. Who are you? Who are you? You're my Jiminy Cricket. I swear <laughs> to God, you're my soul. I think you're my soul out of my body. Oh my God, baby! Jeez, I can't believe that. And he's carrying the like the the bag with the netting, you know, and he's got his cheese and yes. he slices it with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember oh, the scene. Jesus. I watched that movie constantly. You are amazing. Your mind is amazing. What I remember is crazy. So, and and you, but I think it works both ways because then you remember stuff that I have no I'm memory of. I'm more television. Of. Like, I can remember, I can tell you the name of characters on Charlie's Angels, but right. I cannot remember certain things that happened yesterday. I know. Well, that's going to yeah. get worse for it is gonna, It is going to yes. get worse. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've covered the devil. Now we just and we've already really, and a little extra and a little extra. We've come, we've actually started some movie time, um, but uh, what else do you have for me regarding that? Anything interesting? Did you watch this week or? I did. Um, I'm watching a show that I'm gonna bring up because I I don't know if you're watching it. Murder at the end of the world. Murder at the end of the world. I of course we are. Isn't it? We both love have it. We mentioned so much. This I can't last believe. Time? Yeah, it's Agatha Christie to a T. It is. If you love Agatha Christie, you will love. What this. is her name in real life? Uh, Princess uh, Diana. Ella. Ella something. Uh, Young Princess she, Diana. She's amazing. She is. She amazing. is amazing. She, the, the Princess Diana. Then I. I just watched her in. Um, oh God. Lady Chatterley's yes. Lover. You told me about this. Fabian. She's so, so good. She's amazing. Good. She's amazing. She is the Meryl Streep I think of today. Emma Corwin or Emma. I'm looking yeah, it that up. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, that sounds exactly right. Okay. Yes. We're both going to stop us. Let's stop the podcast and look it up. It um, is Emma Corrin is her Corrin, name. Yeah. Yes, she's fantastic. She, she is I mean, you're, she keeps you glued. You can't. She's, you don't. You can't look you, away. You can't. But I agree. It is like a, it is like an Agatha Christie mystery. And the girl with the dragon tattoo rolled into very one. Much very that. much that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the formula is exactly the same. Everybody's trapped in one place. Yep. They're all being killed off one by one. Yep. Except yeah. this, this is updated with technology. I know. It's got that. That's the aspect can of hacking. I, can I tell you Peter's theory, or do you not want to know what his theory is? Well, I don't think they want to know what the theory is. Cause that's true. They we might not be watching it. it. For an, yeah. well, we, it's just a suspicion. We don't really know, but I won't. I'll, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you off, off. I mean, the thing about the kid I knew from moment one. I knew it from the, the minute the kid is playing yeah. doctor, that yeah. very first scene. Yeah. I, I, that, I 
told Dave exactly that. And I, this is this is for sure. There's okay. no doubt. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying that, too. Are you too. thinking it's the wife? I, I'm thinking it's the AI guy. Yeah, it could very... It absolutely could be. Oh, my God! <laughs> it is! It is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Because he introduces each episode <laughs> previous, previously on. Mm-hmm. It's him. It is. I don't know. I, but it, it would is. be brilliant if no, it did wind it up. It is, it is, because it's the <laughs> times we're living in. I know. It'll be a double whammy. It will be. Right. Maybe the wife and sure. him. Right, the yeah. Wife. Yeah, I, I know. Sure. I thought or the, the wife, wife maybe did. programmed him that way. <clears throat> exactly. Wow, interesting. <clears throat> Look at us be totally wrong. It's going to oh, be... It's gonna I know, be... Clive. Um, no, it's not going to be Clive, yeah. but... No, it, that would be too easy. Yes, it would. Um, Clive Owen, by the way. It's a really good show. It's we really, really show. recommend it. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's Murder at the End of the World. Check it out. Also, it's really good television-wise, if you're going to recommend anything, the Squid Game Challenge has been fascinating. I cannot recommend it more highly. Isn't, now, isn't that that show that was that hugely popular yeah, one? Yeah, Korean. It was yeah, a Korean television yeah. show of these people who have to compete against each other. Which sounded horrible to it me. It is horrible. They, they, if you don't finish the challenge, you're killed. You're, you die. Right. You've signed out. You sign all your rights away. So they've done this with real people, though. Okay. 456 people from all over the world enter this contest. And in order to make it as close to the show as possible, obviously they're not going to be shooting I them. I hope not. But they have these things under their shirts that have microphones so you can hear the conversation and ink packs. Black ink packs. So that if they're like... When they're when they're del- they're eliminated from the show, it explodes and then they drop to the ground like they just died. Wow. And it is very impactful. It seems very macabre. It is fantastic. Okay. It, you know, for people who love shows like the the World Race, whatever the... the yeah, Amazing Race. Amazing Race yeah. or Survivor. Something like that, right. Because this requires intelligence. It's not just being... Physically fit. Okay. More than There's being physically fit. It's thought. a lot of strategy. A lot of strategy. A lot of making friends and enemies and rec- and body language being to really understand people. It's fascinating to watch on that level, on the sociological level. It's I love it. Really it sounds good. a lot like The Traitors. Have you checked that out? Alan no. Cumming is the host of the no. one show, and then there's a, a British woman with the, the black bangs. She's got that the really thick bangs. Um, and she does the, uh, I think she does the American show, or vice versa, but it is a show about people that come together, and there's um, certain, there's one traitor in the group. And so when they arrive, they find out that they're the traitor. And everyone has to guess each week, but this is, and then they're, but they're eliminated. Acting. No, they're real people. Uh, what is the, What were they traitors of? What did they betray? Um, it's about them manipulating to get a person voted off each week. So they kind of right. say, "Oh, I think that that's that's the traitor." That and because they want to vote off the traitor, right? But at the end, in fact, one of the seasons, the traitor won. She was able to manipulate wow. everybody. I'll send you a link. Peter well, and I ate them Well, you are going to love yeah. this one. Maybe I'll check this it out. This is very unexpected. And okay. The reason I, I think anyone who was bullied, who was, you know, in high school where the popular kids were the popular kids, yeah, especially yeah. little people, guys like me, yeah. who had the, the jocks who were like, dude, and everything is like, we're going to win this. We're, yeah. we're, and they stick together and yeah. they all stick together. It's filled with these guys. Okay. And... 
Karma is so delicious. Because it's so really? good. It's so good. All right. I will check it out. Maybe tonight. Everyone I know who's watched it, addicted. They find the final episode was last night. Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. I can't recommend it more highly. It's really, really well done. Okay. Beautifully done. Oh, all right, Smart babe. and okay. good. And you get to... We, with each episode, you get to know the characters a little bit more because they have those personal interviews that they do before they even start the show. Right. And then in between they're, while they're doing them. Okay. And you really start to learn a little each bit more person. about them and it explains their behavior or how they act yeah. and where they get it. And it's fantastic. And is it also Korean or is it... Um, British. British, okay. It's British, American, World, right. Brazilian. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of everything. Okay, yeah, definitely. It's I'll check it out. Excellent. Okay. So good. Well, there we go. We've covered TV. I'm trying to think if I've watched... Well, Peter and I did watch Paddington and Paddington 2, and I don't know if you've ever watched it, Mm-mm. but they're lovely movies. Ewan McGregor, is it? The Boys? Yes. Because I love you and yes. the Yes, I, I love the woman that plays the mom in that. Um, again, I can't remember her name, but um, they're just feel good movies. Yeah. They're just yeah, feel I've good. Heard they're fantastic. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. So we watch them to get into. No, they're not Christmas movies, but they remind me of what a Christmas yeah. movie should be. Yeah, kindness. Like I said, we're really in the yeah, in I the mode it. this year. It looks year. fantastic in yeah. It's good. And then on Saturday, we're going to watch Fellowship of the Rings. Peter was a huge Tolkien reader when he was yeah. growing up. Yeah. And um, every every few years, we watch the trilogy from a little after Thanksgiving through New Year's. So we'll have like a couple weekends where we'll watch it. I'm going to make a nice charcuterie plate. This is really fascinating stuff. Do you think he might be jealous that I got to meet him, you the director, met, and hang you, out with him for a while? It was when Lord of the Rings first came out. You met Peter Jackson? Yeah. We had Here? a party for him. We threw a party for Peter Jackson in Montecito for the film festival that my friend Nora and I did. Ben David, our friend David, did the entire decorating in a huge, huge, beautiful yeah, that home. that might kill him. And that might kill he him. Was Vigo coolest. wasn't there, was he? No, most, okay. of, most people, he was being honored or something at the film okay. festival, and most of the guys never come to the parties. Okay. The only ones who did, Kate Winslet. Stunning, delightful, amazing, beautiful, oh, real down to earth woman. She's, she's incredible. My age. Yeah, she's incredible. I yeah. loved her. She talked about her tits, just like that, just like that. I love she it. She told me how deformed her nipples were, how her children deformed her nipples, and she won't do any new, any topless scenes. She came back a year or two later, and she had done a topless scene, and I said, "What happened?" She goes, "I couldn't pass it up. I couldn't pass up the part." I can't part. believe you know. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we got to tell your husband. We have that. to tell Peter he's going to die. <clears throat> um. All right. Keeping on schedule. I know that our um, agony and auntie, agony auntie and uncle uh, letters are sometimes long, but I try to shorten them up as much as I can. But at the same time, they need to be a little longer sure. so that people can really understand what's going on. These are not too long. These are pretty. These good. were pretty. I. I yeah. yeah. I. These I are did, good. Yeah. Again, um, in our, as in our previous episodes, we have borrowed these from the internet, but hoping that I can set something up where we can have people start calling in and leaving us messages. Even anonymously, if you want. Yeah, Seriously, absolutely. Of course, anonymously. But you'd, we, would, we would really welcome it. All right. <clears throat> Dear Agony Auntie and Uncle, I knew my marriage was a terrible mistake within about two years of our wedding, but by then I was pregnant with our second child. Now, however, after more than 18 years of my husband's neglect and mistreatment of me, I have finally plucked up the courage to tell him that I want a divorce. After our third child, our sex life dwindled to practically nothing. 
At first, I blamed myself for being too tired, but in retrospect, he never helped me around the house. He was always too busy at work or out boozing with his city friends. He didn't listen when I told him I was lonely and miserable. I also suspect that he may have been unfaithful when away on frequent business trips. He has reacted with fury to my request for a divorce and tells me that he will make it as difficult as possible. He claims that he has been a perfect husband and has provided me and the children with everything we need. We have a very comfortable lifestyle. I was young when I married him, and he is 12 years older. Now he says that our youngest child can't stay at her school because he won't be able to afford the fees if he has to run two separate houses. I don't know which way to turn. I can't understand why he wants to stay married because he doesn't seem to be interested in me. We don't ever laugh together or talk much. From sad and lonely lady. Well, I just have to start with <clears throat> that is truly terrible. That's heartbreaking, really. Why would he want to stay if they're not sharing a, a, a love together? You know, we've spoken sometimes about, you know, when you're in a partnership, it, it's, it's, it's the day in and day out um, loyalty and, and commitment to that partnership that keeps something alive. And, and, and it, there's going to be ups and downs, but like this, this man no, just seems No, I have cruel. a friend who's going through the exact same thing. This, she, it was two years ago when she told her husband she wanted to separate they have kids together. They've been together, God, 28 years maybe. And the same thing. He just couldn't understand it. There was, there, there's absolutely no way. And I'm going to make it totally hard for you too. I think it's appearances and what it's going to look like. I think if for he, some they men, don't, they don't want to be ego, divorced. It's ego-based that what did you do wrong for it's your wife failure. to want to leave? Yeah, oh, it's a failure. Right. Even, and he'd rather stay unhappy i don't think he's unhappy I think he doesn't seem unhappy he doesn't, he doesn't care, care about her at happiness at all and then if right. they, it's true that he's seeing other people then he right. doesn't care she's taking care of his children yeah. and the appearance of a happy house everything yeah. is there everything is good so of course he's going to make it hard he, he, she's breaking up this image that he's taken time to cultivate and he's 12 years older than her this is that makes a big difference in somebody and their yeah, appearance. Right. He may have chosen her specifically because he had this dream and this idea of what aesthetic, right? Of what it, it's supposed to be like. And I feel bad because I think some women, when they go and they have the kids and they're not working, they you know the money is where the power is, right? Right. So if she had her own money, she right. would be able to be like, then go to hell. I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. But it sounds to me like he has total control here because yeah. he probably has control and over the money. And she has three kids and what is she going to do? What is she going to do? You know, going back to a movie, this makes me think sometimes of, of movies like Goodfellas or movies, you know, with the very typical Italian, mm -hmm. with the husband he marries and they're <clears throat> right. happy and everything is great, but they've got the girl right. on the side. Right. And it's a whole other life, and that's normal. And you'd never mix those two things, those right. two worlds. But the wife has to be loyal, and she's the house has to be yeah. perfect, and the and it's appearances. It's all appearances. Yeah. While everybody knows that they've got the girl on the side, the apartment in the city, whatever right. it is. Right. So it could be that same. He's mentality. twelve years older. It's that mentality in that yeah. generation yeah. where it's. Kind of Why you're rocking the boat here? Yeah. yeah, but but there is a level of cruelty. I think the fact that she says that there's no, I mean, they're they're not have they don't have a sex life. They know, and she's the, told him that she's lonely and, and that he doesn't pay her any attention. Exactly. And he doesn't change. And we never laugh together or talk much. 
That's yeah. not even a relationship. Yeah, I feel very sorry for her. I do too. What would what would our advice be? I mean, take it on the chin, and I I, I would want her to leave and oh, not no. stay. Leave. Like find no, no, a way no, no, to no. leave. There is no doubt. Yeah. Whatever it takes, you leave. Yeah, I agree. Whatever you take, whatever it takes. If your daughter can't go to that same school, she then she can't. Then she and can't she, go to that same school, but. She's, she's going to be happier if you're happier. And you're going to teach her a lesson about yeah. how she should be treated Correct. by future men in her life. If, she's yeah. mi- if you're miserable, yeah. she's going to know. And she knows yeah. you're miserable. This of whole time she she's does. been knowing you're miserable. So yeah. look for some happiness. Get some happiness in life and, and absolutely leave. Yeah, it, no might be a, it might be a change in lifestyle. And you know what? That... It, that's okay. It'll be Because it, it might lead to much better things in for life. For sure. And, It'll be know, worth it. A broadening of your life and also the opportunity for you potentially to maybe meet somebody that might bring you joy. And even if you don't, you'd still have that freedom and you can cultivate yeah. friendships with other women. Yeah. You know, My just, friend found love and joy. She did. By someone, leaving. By leaving someone. That, I mean, she's like... 20 years old again she's just oh. so it's so good and so real and I'm so happy for that's her that's wonderful it so is. you see there you go yeah. it, it can happen yeah and the kids are great everything is great yeah. and after two years the husband has settled down okay and they're friendly I mean they have kids together so that's now they're, the rub. they're, yeah. they're friendly now they can, right. they can they're friends they love each other and he's been able to you know suck it up and not be just ego based, and it's it's gotten better. So you know who good. aren't friends are Brad and Angelina. Um, I know I keep bringing them up. It's not rude, even but they're not friends at all. At all, no, that's no. sad. I do feel sorry for those kids, to the extent of that. You of know, course, anybody who's life, any child who's caught up in, in yeah. parents who hate each other because they hate each other. There's a friend in our group that I I saw. He was uh, singing the other night downtown, and I saw his ex-wife was there holding his grandchild, and his daughter was there, and I thought it was so beautiful to see the two exes that clearly just they're going to make it okay right. for their children to thrive, right. for the grandkids to thrive, right. and it's a certain amount of selflessness I think to commit to something like that. Yeah, for sure. Because I think you're right. It has a lot to do with ego, and yeah. um, especially with the men that ego and not wanting to fail but don't you think that that selflessness is something that is more nine times out of ten instilled in women once they have a child they have that yes, selflessness it's not the same for men sometimes no it might be a little bit more difficult i think than primally in a woman correct right. yeah so i i think it makes a little bit more sense there's there's always you know there, there's the one out of ten who's yeah. could give a shit about anything, but right. mostly it's and that selflessness is what you should maintain if if all the time with your child, no matter how old they get, that selflessness you're always gonna want to worry and do whatever it takes to, for them to be happy. So it is the plight of the mothers, really. It really is. All right, what is our next uh, letter here? Oh, I got a good one, <laughs> mm. sad one, sorta. Dear agony aunt, auntie and uncle. Five years ago, I had a brutal fallout with both of my parents. Money was involved, awful things were said on both sides, and it pretty much destroyed our relationship. I didn't speak with either of my parents for two years. My mom and I are still estranged and only speak to one another when it's absolutely necessary. However, my dad and I started to make amends around two years ago when he reached out to me because he found out he had cancer. We didn't really discuss my mom. I think we both knew it wasn't worth pushing. We were doing our best to move past it, and despite the cloud hanging over our heads, we did a pretty good job of repairing our relationship. But then my dad's health took a turn for the worse, and he ended up in hospital. 
my mom sent me an email, an email <laughs> to let me know, and I rushed to be by his side as quickly as I could, only to discover that my mom had barred me from entering his hospital room. Terrible. I tried to explain to her that Dad and I were back in a good place and that I know that he'd want to see me, but she refused to listen. She said he didn't need the stress of seeing such an ungrateful daughter when he was feeling so unwell. Less than two weeks later, he passed away, and I never got the chance to say goodbye in person. Mm. When I reached out to my mom about his funeral arrangements, she said that I wasn't welcome. She couldn't bear to think of me being there when I had caused such upset for her and my dad. I was speechless. I never thought that she'd be so cruel as to deny me my final chance to say mm. goodbye to a man who meant so much to me. And honestly, mm. I hate her for it. I've managed to get the details for the funeral from one of my cousins, and I'm considering just turning up. I don't want to cause a scene. I'll stand at the back of the room and avoid my mom at all costs. But surely I deserve the chance to be there and honor the amazing man that was my dad. Do you think this is worth it if it means cutting ties with my mom forever from grieving daughter? Yes, it's worth it. Yes, it's worth it. Those ties are, are done. Those yeah. ties are done. You know, there's... there's what's the limit to forgiveness? I'm, I mean, I... I that's it for me. I, I, I couldn't forgive my mom. For me, that would be it. I, I, and also, it is not the mother's place. It, um, yeah. Maybe she wasn't aware that the daughter had, had you know, gone, gotten back together with her dad and they had worked a lot of the stuff out. But The even fact if, that they had to do it in secret is very... It's very telling about very what kind telling. of person the mother is. Yeah. I think you should absolutely go and stand in the back. You know, keep your distance. Do not seek your mother out in any Correct. way. I think that would be a mistake. But um, I think just standing in the back, I, because also, having attended a few funerals in the last few years, I think your mom is going to be wrapped up in everything that's going on up front and, you know, with all the people around her. Um, unless, you know, she, unless she is the bitch that she sounds like she might yeah. be, yeah. you know, maybe she will. She'll make a scene, make a, Yeah. But even if she does, let her make it and yeah. keep your head held high and yeah. just have grace and... Yeah. I can't imagine what the... I'm just wondering when she said it was money-related. I know. Like, how bad could it be? If it's money-related, did they lend her money and she... Did she lend them money? Like no, a, I don't think so. Think it, it doesn't sound like that. I think that she asked for money and maybe she didn't. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. What did she do that caused them so much pain is what yeah. I'm wondering. That caused her so much pain. Obviously, the, the, not as much for the dad if he was willing to right. reach out and 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 uh, you know mend their relationship. Exactly. But that is kind of weird that money was involved. So maybe the borrowing of money or asking for money, and she just blew it. And but really, to lose a relationship with your child over money to me is crazy. No, I gotta say, like my sister has had issues with her kids, like you know, charging on her credit card without her knowledge. And she gets really mad, takes care of it, you know, in the yeah. moment, really pissed. Yeah. But like, she comes back around. She yeah, loves she's her not kids. Gonna disown she them. doesn't disown them. Right. Correct. Right. So um, it is interesting. You know, there's some mothers. You know, my mother. Well, she's she the one in ten. Maybe this woman is the one in ten. I was just going to say, like, some women are just not. Doesn't kind. have that selflessness. Yeah. For and there's no motherly instinct yeah. in her. Yeah. If she's able to. And also the, the, vindictive, the vindictiveness of keeping her Of away, emailing her. Of not even the funeral. Not letting her see him before he died. Yeah. That's, That's horrible. That's really horrible. That's so possessive. That and, is and, horrible. Yeah. Especially if he's not even awake... What are you saying? He has. I know he wouldn't want you here. She's competing with her daughter. Yeah. You know that's how it comes across. Yeah. It's a competition for his attention. Yeah. And she wanted all of it. 
That happened actually with a friend of mine who was passing away. And one woman in particular who was there would not let any of us come see him. It was his friends. It was, no, he can't, I, no, you can't go in. She, like, she made this rule yeah. that he's in no, and I know that he would want to see us. I know he would have. And she just put all these rules and she really hurt so many people. I, our, we talk about it often, actually. Uh, it's just cruel. It's a cruel thing to make those decisions for someone because she, I don't know, I really think it was selfish that it's she wanted It's one of the it lessons I had to learn when my dad was on his last days. He had such horrible days and nights that his, it was after a really long day and his three friends came and I was like, I don't know if he's well enough, guys. And it, it was strictly really just being concerned about my dad. Yeah. But my dad called me in and he's like, I know you're doing your best but they're my friends and I want to see them. And I ran down and ran down to the lobby and I brought them back up. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, forgive me. That was not my yeah. intention. Yeah, it course. was really just about protecting yeah. him. But it was an important lesson for me to learn. Yeah. It's not my place to dictate yeah. who is yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Hard lesson. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard one. Yeah. But you've, you've, got, you've learned it. I learned you le- it. You didn't have to learn it too late. No. You learned it right on time. Right. That's great. Yeah. That's a joyful story there. Yeah. But this this was a sad letter. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, go. I, I, say I say go. Absolutely I say go. go. No too. way not to go. And I I'm terribly go. sad and sorry that you weren't able to see him before yeah. he passed. That's very sad. If she were me, she would go all in black, big veil. She'd be that mysterious person from across the street. Yes. Like, Who, is, Who that? is that? The mystery person, like at the back and then leave very mysteriously. I'd even wear a mask under the veil so they really would Yes. Well, my, the final thing I do want to say is I'm sure that your father would not want you to suffer about this. So just remember the fact that you had good times with him before yeah. he passed. Yeah. Focus on that and only that. Yeah. And I would just say take some time before even thinking about dealing with the mother. Yeah, I think I would be burying my mother emotionally the same at the same time. Yeah. The dad is... I, and I yeah, would just me too. Go. I think I would just I would. cultivate my, I my family, I would just friends. Start and... mourning that part of my yeah. life and that part of my relationship and let it go. Right. I would. Right. Normally we end here, but I did need to bring up something that I wanted to read. Um, you had introduced me to the, um, I don't know if I have the pronunciation right, um, but it's the Marginalian, Margin, Marginalian, Marginalian blog. Yeah. It's. Um, it's, it's something you recently turned me on to. And there was one article a couple of weeks back that was that featured Nick Cave on the two pillars of a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so incredibly beautiful that I just wanted to share it with everybody listening right That's now. That's a good one. And this is what Nick said. The world is indeed a strange and deeply mysterious place, forever changing and remaking itself anew. But this is not a novel condition. Our world hasn't only recently become bizarre and temporary, it has been so ever since its inception, and it will continue to be such until its end, mystifying and forever in a state of flux. He goes on to say, the first is humility. Humility amounts to an understanding that the world is not divided into good and bad people, but rather it is made up of all manner of individuals, each broken in their own way, each caught up in the common human struggle and each having the capacity to do both terrible and beautiful things. If we truly comprehend and acknowledge that we are all imperfect creatures, we find that we become more tolerant and accepting of other shortcomings, 
and the world appears less dissonant, less isolating, less threatening. The other quality is curiosity. If we look with curiosity at people who do not share our values, they become interesting rather than threatening. As I've grown older, I've learned that the world and the people in it are surprisingly interesting, and that the more you look and listen, the more interesting they become, cultivating a questioning mind, of which conversation is the chief instrument, enriches our relationship with the world. Having a great conversation with someone I may disagree with is, I have come to find, a great life-embracing pleasure. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It really is. And it's true. Every word of it yep. is totally true. And that's where we're going to leave you guys today. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Pockets. Pockets. I love you, pet. <laughs> <laughs>